The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. Hey! So today, for our first episode, we're talking about something that is, for some reason, very important to me. Um, it bothers me a lot. Uh, there was just an article that came out in the, the Daily Telegraph, and the title, the headline is, Delaying the Menopause Could End Choice Between Career or Children, says scientists. And the first reason this bothers me is that in this country in particular, we seem to have this um, idea that we are entitled to everything. There's this thing here about having it all. Um, maybe men think they should have it all too. Maybe women think men have it all, but um, having it all is a very big thing, which to me just seems kind of um, greedy and unrealistic. You know, life is about choices. You, you choose this thing or that thing. You know, you, what's really important to you? And I think having to choose makes you um, have to consider where you really want your life to go, what maybe is less important to you than something else. I think it really involves a lot of critical thinking. Um, but once you start thinking you're entitled to having everything, you stop thinking about those things. and You just start thinking about all the things you think you should have, like a lifelong career. And then maybe when you're 60, you have a kid. But that's not, <laughs> that's just not how the world works. And Maybe you can't have it all and maybe you shouldn't. Um, there's no universe, there's no person, there's no entity obligated to give you every single thing you want. Uh, so that's my first problem with this. My second problem is that there are so many potential risks to the child if you have a kid late in life. Um, men who make babies over the age of 40 are at risk of having children with um, well, they're not at risk. The kids are at risk of having increased uh, mental disorders, primarily depression, I think. Um, adults start degrading physically at about age 55. So if people are going to start having kids at 45 or 55, maybe they have a couple good years with their parents before their parents start getting sick and become more susceptible to cancer and other diseases. Um, if this happens, by the way, then you have children who are in the position of having to take care of their parents. And this, there's a name for that, and it's instrumental parentification. And that's when a child has to perform adult physical tasks uh, caring for someone else. And this has been known to lead to, I have to read from my notes, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> but it's um, can have deep emotional scars well into adulthood. Uh, to include anxiety, depression, and psychological distress, eating disorders, and substance abuse. Now, remove that and then just assume that the parent has nothing the child has to take care of, but they just die early. Um, David Letterman had his first child when he was 56. His dad, his own dad, died at 57. So he's having a child potentially a year before he himself could reasonably die. And Alec Baldwin, who's 60, I think, is considering having another child with his wife at 60. So while I think these old men married to young women think, oh, I just wanna, I mean, I love her, and if she's gonna marry me, 
at this age, I'm sure she's gonna want children, so I should give her children. But kids aren't bracelets, they're not cars. These are, these are potential beings that you're presenting to a world where you might die very early and they're going to have to deal with your death. And that is also a bad problem because, excuse me, children are especially, this was according to the NCBI, children are especially vulnerable to psychological problems after the death of a parent. Um, often major childhood loss seems to result in psychopathology. Various mental disorders, especially depression, uh, frequently reveal childhood bereavement, suggesting that this experience can render a person emotionally vulnerable for life. So I don't think old people, and I'm including middle-aged people because when it comes to having kids, you're pretty old. I don't think you're intentionally being selfish. I think your intentions are you want a child, you're pretty sure you have the energy, you're pretty sure the risks are minimal, but, you, but those risks are to the child. Whatever, if the risks were only on you, go for it. You are absorbing that risk. But when it comes to the potential damage you could be doing to this child because you want one, um, it is monumentally selfish. If you wanna be a parent, if you wanna be an influence in a child's life, foster in an older kid, you know? Um, not everyone needs to have babies at 50 years old. Foster a kid who's like 12, 13, who needs a constant presence in their life, who hasn't had a constant presence, who wants love. Um, you don't need to reproduce to be a valuable person in a kid's life. So my mother was 25 years older than me, so not a huge age difference at all. Um, but she died at 47 and she had an illness. So I was 22 years old when she passed and I did not realize this until later. Um, I went to grief counseling before she actually passed and the grief counselor had me go through my childhood history with my mother, which was, you know, pretty, um, well, she, she, my mother was nice and I wasn't necessarily nice with her. I didn't have a connection with my mother, but, my grief counselor explained to me that I had actual abandonment issues. Now I'm a very, um, I'm very independent. Like I wanted to leave home when I was eight years old. And what I did not realize as a child was that I was witnessing my mom sick all the time, but I, I just saw her as she was and she had lupus. So it's not, it's not cancer. Like it's, it's a, it's a hard disease. She was misdiagnosed. She didn't actually know what she had until years later, but what she actually had was lupus and it was fatal in her case. So I learned to bake. I learned to, I had one brother who's three years younger than I am. And I just learned how to do everything by myself, which is part of my nature anyway. But looking back, a lot of my memories are of my mother in bed. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom and our dad had a business and he took, you know, he supported the family. And we, you know, we went on vacations and things like that. And so I never thought of myself as abandoned. I thought of myself as wanting to, you know, like just live on my own <laughs> as soon as possible. Um, but it wasn't until I was 21 when her illness put her in the hospital and towards the end of her life that I became, uh, learned that I actually have abandonment issues because growing up with a sick mom who, that's just how she was, you know, like we would go to the park and stuff and she was out of breath and. Sometimes she had face rashes and things like that. And you just, 
my parents were pretty secretive about the whole thing, so I never really knew what was going on. So now looking back, and at, now I'm 36, and I've, you know, it's been several, like over a decade since she's gone, and I'm okay with everything that's happened. Uh, but talking about this, I go, like, it's, it's, it does, it shapes your life when you, like, and I don't even have an old parent, like, dealing with the death of a parent, even if you're not super attached to them, does affect you, and how they live their life affects you, and not always in the greatest of ways, which has led to, you know, part of my decision to be child free. Um, so, the thought of someone having children at an older age, that it doesn't fire me up so much the way it does with you, Chris. But I always think of, yeah, I always think of the child more than anything else. Like I realize that, you know, parents, if somebody wants to have a child in their 60 or 70 or whatever, you know, okay, I am a big supporter of the Boys and Girls Club. So I think you talk about fostering. Well, there are, millions of children of all ages that need a parental um a mentor and i'm all for that you know more so than procreating anyway so uh you know dealing dealing with the death of a parent sucks even if you have no attachment to them or very little attachment to them it's hard it really is and luckily i kind of went through the grieving process before she died so that really helped but even now i find myself emotional talking about it because i'm like yeah that did happen <laughs> you know i was 22 and it's been many years since that's happened and life has moved on and life is great but there is something psychological about losing a parent younger than normal you know you think well when i'm 60 70 80, you know whatever i will have to deal i'll have to bury my parent then but I'll tell you a moment that I will probably never forget is picking out my mother's burial outfit. That was everything I, I, I was able to get through everything else, but that moment I almost passed out. I went to her closet and picked out a skirt and a sweater and I laid it on the bed and then I just felt, and I'm, I'm a pretty strong person, so I don't have that too often, but I felt really dizzy. I was like, okay, I'm burying my mother. So, and I'm again, 22 years old. So that's generally not the normal timeline that that happens. So, you know, for people having children later on in life to experience parenthood, I, I can understand like if that's, if it's just never worked out and for some reason that's the time that it works, you know, I, I don't know if that's a, if it's a natural thing or if it's something that you're just really trying to make happen. Cause you know, when you really try to force something that you think you really, really want and then either it doesn't work out or you get it and you're like, oh, okay, well, this is not exactly what, like, I, I always worry that that is what happens behind closed doors, behind closed doors. It'll never be said publicly, but behind closed doors, I don't know what people think, but I have a suspicion that it's a lot opposite of what we see on social media. Well, in my case, um, we were discussing this subject, the beginning, we we're just like, you know, in our chat, putting some ideas out there. First thing that came to mind, and I think Lenora and I were talking about this, is how rock and roll it is to have kids when you're really old. You know, you see all these rock stars in their 60s and their 70s, and they have like 100 kids, 100 kids each. And they're still reproducing, but then you see the moms. Kids have become mothers. So the guys are like, yeah, we'll just, you know, have more kids and have the money to give their mom to raise them. So basically, these kids are actually growing up with a single parent essentially. Um, 
when I think about the the subject of, of you know old people, especially the mother, because in the case of the father, I can see how if the father provides financially and the mother provides the time and the and if she's younger, of course, um, it can be done. I would say like it's not maybe such a taboo in the sense that the kid is going to have at least one young parent who's going to be able to to have you know to run around after him or her and to have the energy to raise a child but the problem is of course the child's always going to have this parent that is going to look like his grandpa his granddad you know and, and it's not going to be able to spend as much time with the kid as as you know a child needs both parents to spend time with um in my personal my personal uh case my personal story, basically. Uh, my dad, he wasn't around a lot, but he's, he, he was, I mean, he had me in his mid-20s, so he wasn't old. Um, but he was never around. He was always working or he was studying. He was always abroad. He was never at home. And if I compare that to having a parent that can't, even if he's around, he can't really share time with you, that's not, I mean, it's not fair for the kid. You know, you need to spend time with, with your parents. Um, and the one thing that also came to mind when we were, I was trying to think about this is, um, okay, so we have, you know, the child when it's young, uh, parents need to be, you know, take care of the child or whatever. And then, but then come teenage years. And I was a horrible teenager. Like I gave so much grief to my parents. I was awful. And I can only think about, you know, those rebellious years where you're like doing everything that you want and just telling your parents that you hate them. And can you imagine you being in your 70s or 80s and having to deal with a teenager telling you that they hate you and, you know, just closing the doors really hard and like, you know, getting out of the house from the, out of the window and doing drugs and the whole, every, you know, teenagers, that's what we do when you're a teenager. You do stupid shit. And you have a parent who's like 70 or 80, how in the hell are you gonna deal with that? Like I could, that's the first thing that came to mind for me. Like, and that's the, the time I think, I mean, when you're a child, of course you need your parents to take care of you, but when you're a teenager, for me, it was really important to have good communication with my parents and to have them, to know that they were there, you know, even though I was doing all these crazy things, to know that I had, their support in case something happened and, and their support to actually just go through that phase because it, it is a phase. Um, in my case, it was a phase. <laughs> Some people just keep on living like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I just think, you know, these old parents, how, how they could, I mean, how heartbroken can they get if they have a kid who's just like doing a lot of stupid shit, you know? Just think of my grandma in that position, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I wish I were concerned about um, how the parents handle it, but I'm not because as at at this age, um, if I were to have a child, um, I would be thinking about how I'm going to handle it, whether I'll have the energy. And it doesn't matter if I do because that's my choice. So when it comes to any harms or sadnesses or anything like that I might feel, that's something I'm, that any person who makes this decision is 
perfectly free to take on themselves, you know, go for it, you go for your joys, go for your sadnesses, you're taking it on. But as soon as another person is involved, that's where I get, there's a taboo against criticizing anybody who wants to be a parent, which is not allowed to do it. They're, they're perfectly free to criticize women who will, are choosing not to have a child to ever damage or hurt in any way. That for some reason is okay to poo poo, but there's a taboo when it comes to suggesting maybe that people shouldn't have kids beyond a certain age because even though you're advocating for the children that they're supposed to love, and I would think you're supposed to love them even before you have them because you're imagining this real human being in your life who you're going to love more than life. And if you love someone more than life, you want them to be as happy as possible. Uh, and it just seems like you're not setting them up for as happy as possible of a life if you know these risks are out there and if if they're increased risks that you are putting on this child that just doesn't seem like loving behavior to me and I think it should be okay to to at least have a bigger conversation in journalism or media or whatever about how maybe it shouldn't always be if you want a child have one because it's what you want this is not, once you have a kid, as many mothers will say over and over and over again, it's not about you anymore. So maybe try to make it not about you before you make that decision. Is I'm yeah. kind of curious if we are uh, actually setting up super high expectations for parents. <laughs> as I was listening to a speak, I just saw the word expectation flash in my head. I'm like, you know, our Western society here has set up super high expectations especially for mothers where it's like okay we have to be a certain way to our children now you know we've talked about certain species that just after three weeks kick the cub to the curb and say okay you're on your own <laughs> yeah i mean if parenting were like that from human perspective no i wouldn't have them because i'd still have to go mm -hmm. to birth but <laughs> now as we're talking like are are we actually setting up high expectations for humanity for, for parenting are we feeding into this i'm, I'm just curious because it just occurred to me i'm like you know if someone has a kid at 70 sure why not let the kid figure its own life out like maybe because that's what we're supposed to be like because you're gonna die like, if you have a kid at 70 like there's if you do something that could put a kid at risk for increased mental vulnerability and severe mental disorders or um, illnesses, I'm just talking about basic, basic happiness, like, mm -hmm. like not saddling your kid with, with your own death when they're only 12 or yeah. making them bring you food in bed when they're only 14 and they're supposed to have a life. I mean, there's a certain reasonable expectation, I think, that we as non- mm -hmm floppy animals uh, should should expect to you know what I mean <laughs> yes we're supposed to be above the like we're supposed to be above other species in caring is that where, what do you mean like, is that what you mean yeah because we're calling it we're calling our relationships with our children as humans we're calling it love we're calling it right nurture. okay yeah um so we are we are setting ourselves ourselves up as humans as if we are different from animals not necessarily better because it's proven that we're not, but different. I mean, our relationships with our offspring are different from penguins, you know, just because we have language and mm -hmm. yeah. daydreams. Well, I have, I mean, I agree with 
you were saying um, in, in the sense that, yes, it has to be about children, but like we all know, most people, when they have kids, they're not thinking about the kids. They're thinking about themselves, right? Um, so I would say in this case specifically, the harm is, is both ways. It goes both ways. It's a parent who's, not, who's really old and is not going to be able to cope with having a kid and a kid who's going to be feeling abandoned and, you know, having some, you know, issues, emotional issues or any type of issues because their parents are either don't have the strength or the energy to be around or are sick or are gone, basically. And so I think it's, it's just, a, it's a lose-lose situation. If you see it from the parent's side or if you see it from the, from the child's side as well. I mean, I don't, I find it actually a little bit gross when you see men that are like super old <laughs> having babies with young women. It's gross. Um, stop it, you know, humanity. Just don't. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Child Free Media Limited. To stay current with child free content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.